Oh, that water is nice. <laughs> we brown and wrinkly. You're my favorite raisin. Oh, oh. Can somebody get the oven, please? Can someone take it? Take that pan out of the oven. I got it, Mom. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Smells good, Mom. What did you make? Oh, it's just a little pot casserole. It smells spicy. Yeah, I put extra dynamite in it. You can try some. Okay, thanks, Mom. Mmm, this is really, really good. Welcome to Rock Band Land with your friends, Rainbow Beast. Welcome to Rock Band Land. This is how it will go. First we'll tell you a story and then we'll rock your face off. First we'll tell you a story and then we'll rock your face off. First we'll tell you a story and then we'll rock your face off. I'm so sorry, I couldn't hear you. What did you just say? Aha, uh -huh, yes, this is the gist of what was just said. Anything is possible, everything is possible, even the impossible in rock and land. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family, and rockers, welcome to another Rock Band Land broadcast podcast. My name is Brian, I'm the drummer of Rainbow Beast, and your guide on this exquisite journey down the river. I don't have a paddle, I don't have a paddle. That's why I said bring the motorboat. You don't need a paddle in a motorboat. So, you want to make a delicious fish smoothie, do you? Well, here's what you need. Just go out and get yourself an Evinrude outboard motorboat engine. It should be at least ten horsepower. And get yourself a little glass jar. Get yourself a glass jar big enough to put the prop in. Then get yourself a handful of fish. Salmon, Salmon bass, 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 trout, trout herring. Japanese fighting fish, koi or piranha, no shrimp. And then get yourself a cup of water. Bubbly water. Fish love bubbly water. Put the cup of water inside the glass jar. Put the fish inside the glass jar inside the cup of water. And turn on the Evan Root outboard motorboat engine. Voila, you got yourself a fish smoothie. Mm, I like it. You're so silly. <laughs> You're so silly. You're so silly. <laughs> Silly. We got an email this week from a rocker named Katie Ann. The email reads, Dear Rainbow Beast, where do telephone poles come from and why are there so many wires in the city anyway? What do they all do? Telephone poles are the arrows that giants shot at us and the wires are all that remain of their nets. Telephone poles come from your heart and the wires hold the blood of the city. I don't know the answer to the question, but if you ever have a secret, don't telephone pole. Ch Chana, 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 everything comes from China. We're all made out of plastic. We all come from China, even telephone poles. Welcome to the Telephone Pole Emporium. How can I help you? Yeah, I need a lot of toothpick for a party I'm throwing at home later there. I'm going to have a lot of hors d'oeuvres and I need a lot of toothpick for them. You got any toothpick? Of course we do. Aisle 5 consists entirely of toothpicks made from telephone poles. This is what it sounds like inside a piece of cantaloupe at that man's dinner party. The piece of cantaloupe is about to be stabbed with a toothpick. Oh, goody cantaloupe! I love melon! Oh, oh, oh. I, I love, love you, honeydew! I love you! 
There you have it, Katie Ann. I hope that answered your question. If you at home have a question for Rainbow Beast, please send it into us here at rockbandland at gmail.com. R-O-C-K-B-A-N-D-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. We'll do our best to answer all of the questions that come in. And people say, Brian, Marcus, Jen, how do you guys handle it? You play music, you have a show, you teach classes, and you answer questions. How can that be? Well, let me tell you, it's very easy to answer these questions since everything in Rock Band Land is true in our imaginations. So whatever we say, ba-boom, there it is. Ba-boom, there it is. Ba-boom, there it is. Ba-boom, there it is. Voila, it's a very important French word used by magicians to let you know when they have completed their trick. Ta-da! Nope. Voila! Yep. But it's not just magicians that need to know a little French. No, we should all learn a little bit of French. Why? Why, you ask? Why should we learn a little bit of French? Well, let me tell you, my friends. Let's say you're out and about shopping. And whoa, look at that in the store window. What do you see? Wow, it's a it's a mop that looks just like an octopus. It's a moptopus. You've always wanted a moptopus. Who doesn't want to clean their floor with a little bit of sea life? I do! I know you do. That's why you're going to go buy it. You run in the store to go buy it when, lo and behold, you slip and fall. And what's that? Oh, ouch. There's a rhinoceros stuck in your belly. Oh, my goodness. You have a rhinoceros stuck in your belly. You have to get that removed quickly. But the only doctor around is a doctor who speaks only French. Yes, you need to communicate with him. And this is what you would say. And this is what the doctor will hear. I, I think, think there, there is a rhinoceros, rhinoceros in my belly. Could, Could you please remove it? it? And the doctor would say, we, 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 we. But if you spoke French, you would understand that we, we. Wee, 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 wee. It was actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wee, 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 wee. shadow of the moon while the city sleeps one man walks through the streets looking for children's birthday parties this is the night clown night clown never gonna get it right night clown always up at night Night clown. Hello, hello, children. Where are you? Where are all the children? Come out, come out, wherever you are. I'm the night clown and I'm ready to play. Ha <laughs> ha, I've got balloon animals. I've got balloon animals. Children? It's only 2 a.m. Can someone tell me where do the children play? This is an alert from the Rock Band Land Broadcast Podcast Emergency Broadcast Podcast Service. No more Cat Stevens references, please. Night clown, it's like it's like two in the morning, dude. All the kids are sleeping. But I'm making balloon animals for everybody. Look, here's here's a, a lion. I call him Steven. And here, oh, here's a panther. I call him Steven too. I call both cats Steven. That's two points for Harry Dave Point Taker. Wrong ago, Baroon. And a needle were roommates. Baroon didn't trust the needle, so he kept his distance. 
then one day the light bulb went out in their room and it was very dark. They did not have a ladder, so Needle said to Baloo, Hey, Baloo, why don't you climb on top of me and change the light bulb? Baloo said, Okay. But when Baloo did... And that's how Needle learned that his roommate, Baloo, was actually Water Baloo. Yes, friends and roommates can be unpredictable at times, but thankfully the floor in Balloon and Needle's room needed some cleaning, and Balloon, a.k.a. Water Balloon, took care of that with his innards. It's time now for another original rock band land story, and boy, do we ever have a good one for you. This one is called Cracking Up at the Gochoid. Imagine that you were captured by devils, and the only tool you had for survival was your sense of humor. Everything in Rock Band Land is stories. 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 Everything in Rock Band Land is stories. 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 Cracking up at the goat joint. Injo was walking across a frozen valley on Alexander Island. If you've never heard of Alexander Island, don't worry. Injo hadn't heard of it either until he was first sent there. So just where is this Alexander Island anyhow, and how do I get there? Well, it's uh, south of here, very south, and by boat. His boss was right. Alexander Island off the coast of Antarctica is about as far south as you can go before turning around and going north once again. Injo had been there for weeks, and he walked ahead into the falling snow with a thick rope tied around his waist. The other end of the rope was tied to a large sled that was full of horses and huskies that he was towing behind him. He took slow, labored breaths as he struggled in the snow. And though it was cold and his breath billed from his mouth like bursts from an old factory smokestack, sweat dripped down his face and his makeup was smearing. Injo was the star clown of the Hobo Junction Circus. Hobo Junction, Hobo Junction, Hobo Junction, where the clowns, they come together. Injo was also the animal wrangler for the circus. And in their off-season, he would travel to Antarctica and other far-off places to collect animals for the show. This trip was a great success, and Injo's sled was heavy with animals. He was almost at his destination, the spot where some other hobo clowns from the circus were to meet him and help him load the animals onto a ship. When Injo accidentally stepped into a crevasse and fell far below the frozen surface. The sled on the other end of the rope began to move forward towards the spot where Injo fell. The horses whinnied and the huskies barked. Fortunately, the sled caught on a rock and Injo's weight wasn't enough to pull it over on top of him. The rope, like a fishing line that had just snagged a huge salmon, tugged violently as it reached its end and Injo fainted and lay dangling in midair. When he opened his eyes, he wasn't sure how long he'd been hanging there. He looked down to realize that he was high above the frozen Red River. When he looked back up to see where he had fallen, he saw that the frayed rope that had saved his life was slowly breaking under his weight. 
He held his breath and tried to stay still, thinking that that might save him. But the rope snapped and Inja was falling once again. He landed with a crash on the red ice, and for a moment there was only silence. Then Injo heard whooshing and cutting sounds. He rolled over and saw a horde of ice-skating devils coming towards him. They were holding sharp daggers and were red all over, but for their pointy white teeth and white hair. They smiled sinister grins, with teeth that seemed even sharper than their knives. The devils were thrilled to realize that the thing that fell from the sky wasn't a rock, but a man. A delicious man. The devils grabbed Injo and began dragging him across the ice. Hey, what are you doing? You get your hands off me. Where, where are you taking me? Mm, Mr. Yum Yum, you're going to the goat joint. My name's Injo, not Mr. Yum Yum. Mr. Yum Yum's another clown. What's the goat joint? You'll see, Mr. Yum Yum, but you won't see for long. <laughs> the only way in is through the cave's mouth, and the only way out is in our bellies. <laughs> the goat joint was the devil's social club. They threw all of their parties and had all of their feasts there. Injo was tied to a wooden pole on the club's stage as the devils cheered and began to build a fire to roast him. Being a clown, Injo was very comfortable on stage. It was clear that the devils were planning to eat him, and Injo realized that he had but one chance to escape. He had to put on the show of his life. Hey there, fellas. While we're waiting for the fire to come up, you mind if I tell you all a few jokes or two? Okay, sure, why not? But you'd better be a funny bunny, Mr. Yum Yum. <laughs> or what? Or we'll eat you. <laughs> and if I am funny? We'll eat you anyway. <laughs> Injo leaned into the microphone that was on stage next to him, and he started out with the only devil joke that he could think of. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an another evening of comedy at the Goat Joint. Uh, how is everybody doing? Are you are you feeling warm? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose you're often feeling warm, aren't you? Well, what do you call a devil in a dress? Anybody? All right. Uh, you call him a hot mess. <laughs> Not only did they not like the joke, but one of the devils threw its knife at the crowd. Whoa, this is a tough room. His comedy was bombing, and Injo needed a quick fix. So he employed the old trick of making fun of someone in the audience to take the attention off of himself. He didn't like this trick generally, but he was desperate. Injo pointed to one devil in the front row and said, Well, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I bet he's got a whole closet full of dresses at home. The devil looked around nervously. See? He's a hot mess, all right. Hey, so what, you stupid clown man? I, I like dresses. They're comfortable. As the rest of the devils burst into laughter, Injo realized that he still might have a chance to escape. Look, it's a... Uh... It's a while before that fire is hot enough to roast me in, right? Well, how about you untie me and I'll do a, a whole show for you while we wait? The devils agreed. They cut the ropes and then Injo took the stage for real. 
He did a few minutes of jokes and then did some of the physical comedy that the hobo clowns were known for in the circus. He pretended to slip and fall on a banana peel. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And then, while on the floor, he pretended to eat his shoe. This needs some salt. He then rolled himself into a ball and looked out to the audience. Hey, you fellas want to roast something? Look at me, I'm a marshmallow. Go ahead, put a stick in me. The devils were cracking up. Injo had heard somewhere that all devils love the art of mime. So he trapped himself in an invisible box and silently knocked on the walls for help. Of course, no one came to his rescue, and the devils were doubled up with laughter. Injo was killing, and he knew it. He decided to bring out the big guns for his final act. Years ago, Injo had written a bit that had made him the most famous clown among the other hobo clowns at the Hobo Junction Circus. Hobo Junction, Hobo Junction, Hobo Junction, where the clowns, they come together. Esteemed deviled hams and the deviled eggs, I would like to share with you now something that I like to call the beaver's biver. Injo lifted his top lip, exposing his two front teeth while bulging his eyes out. He pushed his bottom out to look like a beaver's tail, and then he just stared at the audience for an awkwardly long time. He looked remarkably like a beaver, and after a minute or so of just staring, with the devils growing increasingly uncomfortable, Injo began to shake wildly like a shivering beaver. The room erupted with laughter. The devils were snorting and cackling, and Bloody Marys were shooting out of their noses. Injo kept shaking, pushing the joke further and further, until the tears of their laughter blinded the devils. When they regained control of themselves and began to quiet down, the still-laughing devils wiped their eyes and looked at the stage, only to find it empty. Injo was nowhere in sight, and the devils flooded out of the goat joint to look for him. They spread out all over the ice of the Red River, skating wildly in every direction. The devils had spotted Injo after he'd already climbed up the ice wall and was just pulling himself over the ledge to his sled. The joke's on you, devils. You're not going to eat this clown. Not today, anyhow. And just so you know, I like to wear dresses too on occasion. Your devil friend is right. They are comfortable. With that, he was gone. By putting on the show of his life, Injo, the hobo clown, had escaped. Cracking Up at the Goat Joint was written by Rainbow Beast with Beard Smelling Contest. It was produced and directed by Rainbow Beast. The character of Injo was played by Boris Montgomery Ward. Devil One was played by Kathy Jorgensen. Devil in the Dress was played by Otis Feinberg. The circus boss was Garth Pinsdale. The chimpanzee was Bobo. No animals or devils were hurt in the making of this story.
peripatetic, peripatetic, peripatetic. Peripatetic. A person who travels from place to place. A person who travels from place to place. A person who travels from place to place. Peripatetic. A person who travels That song is going to make a whole lot more sense in 22 seconds. 22 seconds. Start counting now. Okay, rockers. Here's a question. Where does funny come from? Not many people know, though many men and women wonder. Does funny have a hometown? Like Schenectady or Penobscot? Or Manzanita? Or Alameda? Or is funny peripatetic, peripatetic, a wanderer across continents, sleeping in lifeguard stations, like a troll under a bridge? I once read in a book of hobo lullabies that funny is cousins with fear. I read that the cousins once lived together in the Ozarks with their grandmother. They rode their bikes through town, one riding upside down with no feet, and one riding right side up with no hands. And in their wake echoed screams of fright and laughter, impossible to tell apart. Before long, the story goes, the townspeople begged for mercy, wiping tears, tickled or terrified, from their eyes. So the cousins packed it in, each running off with a different circus. It's possible Funny went with the Hobo Junction Circus. And Fear likely went with the less well-known Deep Sounds of Unknown Origin Circus. Their grandmother stayed and opened a bakery specializing in 4 and 20 Blackbirds pie. That's all I know about where Funny comes from. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Sounds of the Studio. Hey everybody, this is Mark Dial. This is a demo of the different effects you can put on your voice. First, I have to think of something to say. How about, um, roller derby? Yeah, that, that'll be good. Okay, here's reverb. Roller derby! Like you're in a castle or in space. This is delay, which is like your standard echo. Roller derby! Like you're a goat on the side of a mountain. This one's a little bit more advanced. Roller derby! Yeah, I like that one a lot. Now I'm gonna go through the different modulated effects, starting with chorus. Roller derby! Flanger. Roller derby! Phaser. Roller derby! Hamburger. No, I'm just joking. This next one called a pitch shifter makes it sound like you're a little cute baby mouse. Check it out. Roller derby! Let's do it again. Roller derby! 
You know, what kind of skates fit a little mouse? I don't even know. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when you plug your voice into a guitar amp. Man, my voice just sounds just like Jimmy Page's guitar there. Whoa. Uh, I think it's time to go, and I'm going to put my voice back through that guitar amp. I'm just going to wail. So you guys know where to find me. I'll be here. See you later. <laughs> Well, that was a real treat for the year. Sure was. Thank you, Mark Dial, for that. Both my ears are thanking me. Uh, it's like I've got thank you in stereo uh, on each side of my head. Well, you're welcome, ears, and then thank you, Mark Dial. Uh, we've got a new song coming up now, a song that I don't even know uh, if anyone's even heard. It's uh, a brand-new song by Rainbow Beast. Uh, they wrote this one with beard-smelling contest. It's called Cracking Up at the Goat Joint. Uh, we hope you like it. Uh, here we are on KR. BL Radio.
to escape unscathed from the Red River. Crack them up with the beaver's beaver. up with the beaver's biver that joke never fails you heard it back in the story if you forgot how to do a beaver's biver listen back again learn the beaver's biver do it for your friends crack them up yes that was rainbow beast performing cracking up at the goat joint we wrote that song with our friends in beard smelling contest earlier this summer as you know there's an open invitation out to all young rockers out there to uh, send us in some silly stuff to put in the rock band land broadcast podcast send it to rockbandland at gmail.com and we've been getting a bunch of stuff in the emails lately it sounds awesome thank you so much for submitting but we got one the other day that was super duper cool it's from dj alex he's been teaching himself garage band and learning his own tricks with recording uh we're gonna play that now before we close out this broadcast podcast That was super cool. Thank you for sending that in, Alex. Alex is, in fact, right. There is a ghost in the Verity Club. His name is Paulio, but don't worry. He's a very nice ghost. He won't harm anybody. We'll be talking more about him in the future, but for now, that about does it for this Rock Band Land broadcast podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun. Please tell your friends about the broadcast podcast, and uh, please submit. Send us some stuff. We love to hear from you. On behalf of my bandmates, Marcus and Jed, my name is Brian, and we are Rainbow Beast. Thank you so much. Be good and be silly. So we last live, sir. For in the supermarket, inside with all the people that shopping, he remembered a ch- Watch out to fall a giant shrimp, but he doesn't know what a giant shrimp looks like. 
crystals. Out he goes with a tap, tap, shuffle, stamp. And all of a sudden, a big giant shrimp comes over a giant. Being giant with old, he got bugs and flies, and he sticks down, and all he come in to be a giant. Damn. He he went to the airport really fast. Then he got to the airport and then 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 he saw a cotton mach a cotton candy machine. Then Lola has idea. Once he throws the cotton candy to the giant shrimp, maybe that can help. So he throws cotton candy and the more. And he got a, a jet engine and said, "Yeah!" He cooked up with a big giant shrimp, and and Lola did it. So that was the end. The end. Rock band. Peripatetic. Bye bye.